Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. We talked a little bit about Montana State again. Montana State, 73-69 win over Idaho State. Amin Adamu, 20 points. Jabril Bello, 18. Harold Frey, 17 points, 5 boards, 6 assists. Uh, and uh, and they hold on for a four-point when they were up. What would you say, 18 at one point 18 at game? one point, yep. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, they get out of Dodge, or I guess stay in Dodge, as it were, in Bozeman with a victory. They get Weber State tomorrow, while the Grizzlies welcome Idaho State tomorrow night to Missoula. The win moves uh, uh, along with a couple timely losses, if you're a Bobcat fan, moves Montana State to uh, fourth place, tied with Southern Utah, so they are sitting there uh, in uh, in a dead heat for that uh, fourth and final bye heading into Boise, and with the unknown you know, scenario surrounding Jarek Harding, it's going to be an interesting game and a huge game tomorrow in the brick for the Bobcats. It absolutely is, and Harold Frey, after the game last night, uh, this is courtesy of Montana State Sports Information. Thanks to Bill Lamberty for sending a great game story on on over. But uh, Harold Frey said it was a really good win in the big sky. Everybody's beating up everybody else this year. So every single win gets us closer to our goal. And I'll admit it, it was ugly. But in, in this league, sometimes you got to win ugly, especially in February. At this point, everybody has scouted everything you do. So yes, it was an ugly win, but we will definitely take it. And I think that that's sort of where we're at. You know, I mean, I've criticized Montana State the last couple of weeks because I do think that they've been exposed in terms of their uh, lack of consistent scoring ability. I think that they are one of the easier scouts in the league when it comes to slowing down their offense just because they run so much through their one point guard. Yeah. And if, I mean, Jabril Bello can be a load on the block, but he has literally no diversity. It's drop step left, drop step right, dunk or layup. 
It's like Travis DeCure said, a lot of posts don't pass. I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen Jabril Bellow actually pass. That's all Shaq ever had. Absolutely. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not, I actually am not sure if I've ever seen Jabril Bellow pass. Yeah. But if he gets the 18, that's great. Sure. Uh, you'll, you'll take it. But the, the Bobcats have become pretty easy to prepare for. I shouldn't say easy, simple to prepare for. So I was just worried about them. But that, this is the point, though, of the, of the league season. If you want to win the league title, you got to bring it every single night. Montana has proven that they can do that. Northern Colorado seems like they have that championship mentality right now, too, even though they did drop one to Portland State on Monday. Eastern Washington, last night was eye-opening because they just didn't bring it. Yeah. And like I said, Trayvon Allen's going to get some wins here down the stretch. He's one of the best players in the league, even though he's on the worst team record-wise in the conference. But Eastern, I thought it was a, it was a concerning exhibition to say the least and that's the thing about the cats is the cats are stuck in the middle with all these other teams and i actually don't think the cats are as talented as southern utah i don't know if the cats are really even that much more talented than northern arizona i I don't think the cats are more talented than portland state but they do have a better home court advantage than all the rest of those teams and if they bring it and they win ugly that's all that matters and that's the thing is you can criticize them almost blowing an 18 point lead last night but they didn't lose by 30 like NAU. They didn't lose at Sac State, and they didn't lose to Idaho. So and it also, was a better result. And also, and this matters in basketball, their best player is better than the best player on all of those teams that you just mentioned. You think so? Harold Frey? Man. Uh, he, Harold Frey is better than the best player on all the teams I just mentioned, except for maybe Portland State. Holland Woods and Harold, and Harold Frey is a coin flip, man. Yeah. And, and that's fair. By the way, here's 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 how I would say that analysis. I think that Harold Frey is overall consistently better, and but I think that Holland Woods has a ceiling. I think Holland Woods has the above. highest ceiling in the league. I mean, when Boo Boo wants to bring it, and he, you can tell uh, we don't know him that well. I have interviewed him a couple times, but you can tell that he's the dude where. He's a baller, right? Like when the when the lights are the brightest, he's gonna play his he best. And, and Frey is certainly the same way. Frey does bring it when the lights are brightest too. But Holland, I mean, think about it. Holland Woods has led Portland State to multiple wins over the Grizz because it's the Grizz. I he's just ready think, to roll. I think that Harold. I, I agree with that. What you're t- telling talking to me about Holland Woods, Harold Frey is a better facilitator for the rest of his team, and to me, a better defender. He I is. Mean, I think Harold Frey's anticipation defensively is as good as it gets. Uh, he's not, he does not have all the physical gifts that you could have to play great defense. He's way more athletic than people give him credit for. He right? is, he is, but he's not way more athletic than most of the people he's guarding. And so he could help, like, if he got a little bit different haircut, people would think a lot differently about it but he comes out here and he's got this this boyish thing going on and you just can't you can't you can't help yourself then he goes out and he slings so it's great the the, the difference is it's so much of it's their backgrounds right Holland Woods has like the street baller in him and sometimes when he's allowed to improvise which a lot of times when they play Montana he is and that's why he looks so flossy and so sweet so fun to watch Hill Frey's a pro that's why that's where Harold Frey is better than everybody else in the league in terms of being able to consistently produce with the amount of basketball he plays year round because he plays on the Norway national team he plays in the FIBA World Games he's playing more hoops than almost anybody in terms of actual games in the league so 
It is. It's an interesting analysis because you know me. I, I love Harold Frey. He's one of my favorite players. Yes, I do. I've ever covered. I love him. But I just think that the, what I always say, basketball is about getting buckets. And when Holland Woods is really sizzling, he's got it cooking. I mean, who in the league can actually drop 40? Him and Jarek Harding? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple guys that could get it going. Said Bridges not got to drop 40? Just because he doesn't shoot threes and he's not that great of a free throw shooter. He'll drop 28 all day. But who can actually go off for 40? Mm-hmm. Those three guys, the guys we're talking about, Jarek Harding, Harold Frayne, and Holland Woods. Trayvon Allen. Oh, and Trayvon Allen. Yeah. Uh, here's one thing, and this is a, a, a good spot by David Graff in the back. But Northern Arizona just got pounded by Northern Colorado. But we sort of glazed over the fact that Northern Colorado lost on Monday to Portland State. Portland State went to Greeley and beat who was then the number, or tied, I guess, for the set number two team in the Big Sky Conference and dropped them to 9-4, and four, which is why they're not by themselves in second place right now. And that moved Portland State, by the way, to 6-7. and seven. So they're only a game behind both the Bobcats and Thunderbirds with NAU at now at 7-7 seven and seven in between the two of them. But, again, Portland State has been sort of that, oh, don't, don't forget about the Vikings, you know, looking over your shoulder team. And they proved it by beating on the home floor one of the better teams in this conference. And so the last two games out, uh, Northern Colorado and Eastern Washington both lost. Well, UNC obviously getting the win last night, but uh, on Monday. So uh, those are those are significant when you talk about the uh, the standings in general. What Port- the- Portland State is just so funny because when you look at them and you look at their roster, you look at who they got, and then you look at the games that they've won and lost, it just shows you how much more mental it is than anything else. Also, the schedule has been weird for them early on, like we've talked about extensively, and they had the injuries. Sal Nuhu was out for a little while. Uh, their shooter, the kid from Santa Clara, uh, Matt Hauser, was out for a little while. But, I mean, when you break this thing down, one of their conference losses is to Idaho. That's perplexing. Then they also they beat Montana State at the Horn. They got blown out by the Grizz. But then they blew out Weber State in Ogden. They've lost to Sac State, lost to NAU, and then beat Montana the very next game. And now Northern Colorado. They lost by almost 30 to Southern Utah and then beat Northern Colorado. So yeah. it's almost as if they play their best. It's not almost as if. It is a fact. They play their best against the best teams. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Sutel Nuwanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. 
Coulter, one thing you wanted to talk about here was where we at when it comes to conference MVP, best player the, the, in the Big Sky right now. I said going into last night's game that as of yesterday, my my nomination for, for conference MVP was Derek Harding. As of today, it is now Saeed Pridgett. And, you know, I, I it is what it is, but if you can't play, if you end up injured, and Jarek Harding, I was taking this strictly from conference play because in the non-conference, he was very much injured and recovering. Mm-hmm. And then put it all together. But it feels to me, based on our conversation with Randy Ray last night, like it, it this is not something that's just simply going to resolve itself with time if he keeps playing. Right. And he didn't play last night. I guess it's a you know coin flip, whatever, whether he'll play tomorrow. I bet you he my guess oh, is I don't know. I bet you he doesn't. I my guess is he doesn't play too. I think well, and I, at I some agree. point you're gonna reach the point of no return. Right, if just you're Weber. try and get all the way, as healthy as you can and just put it together. Like if you lose two more league games and you have 10 league losses. I mean, we were six and eight, man, and they're not out of it. And by the way, playing another team who's in that four spot, they, I mean, it's a huge game for Weber just to stay relevant for the last five games of the season. But if he can go, then you let him roll tomorrow and you just go all out to try to win that game because then you have a banked win. But they're, they just have to manage it because it, if and when they get to 10 losses, if he's not available then, then maybe you shut him down until he's truly healthy and then try to just make a run in the tournament. Because right. at the end of the if you can't get the seed, then it's just a wash with the how even everybody that's not going to get a seed is. But it's not a wash if you don't have him. If you don't have him, you're the worst team in the league. So here's, here's the list for you. Saeed Pritchett is averaging... 19.6 points per game, over seven rebounds, and three and a half assists. Holland Woods is at 17.3 points per game, uh, two and a half rebounds, but five assists, over five assists, in fact. Jarek Harding, as we mentioned, 22.8 points a game, 2.8 rebounds, two assists, and then Jonah Radabaugh, 15 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, 6.4 assists, and the most tenacious D that the conference has to offer. Yeah. That didn't even include Harold Frey, by the way, in that mix, who at this point is not in the conversation anyways for conference MVP, in my opinion. I don't think Holland Woods is either. I I think he's... Holland Woods is too inconsistent. So you would say Saeed, Jarek Harding, and Jonah Radabaugh are... No, I think it's two-horse race. I think it's Saeed, Bridget, and Jonah Radabaugh. Okay. Because of their their intangibles, their leadership ability, and the confidence that they play with. We have not had a chance yet to watch Northern Colorado play in person. They will play on, are you ready for this, Tuesday in Missoula, the last week of the regular season. That's real? Yeah. I believe it's a Tuesday game. We'll look it up and confirm it, but I was looking at this earlier today, and it's very, very bizarre uh, what I saw. So How? The conference tournament starts. No. Northern Colorado plays in Missoula on Thursday. Okay, well, Thursday, March 5th. Let me take a look at a couple other things that I got over there. In any case, it's <laughs> I was the second, say there's never been a Tuesday game last, in the league. Second to last game of the regular season, which also, depending on how things shake up, could be a very meaningful game or it could be a, actually not very meaningful game, all things considered. We hope it's the, well, hope it's the, the, the former, right? And that this is, there's something on this line. And obviously, the Grizzlies did lose in Greeley. And so you'd think that in any case, that's going to be the last you know, great matchup in terms of two of the top teams going going up against each other in Missoula. 
right now, though, for me, and, you know, look, we're we're in Montana. We're in Missoula. We see Montana. Montana State play more than anybody else. It is what it is. You and I love Jonah Radabaugh. It's, it, to me, at this point, is Saeed Bridget. Absolutely. And what did I say earlier? The hardest thing in basketball is is giving your absolute top effort every time out. And, again, I don't think that's possible. So then it's all about giving your absolute top effort when it matters the most. Yeah. And the thing that Syed Pridget has evolved into, Syed Pridget used to just be get the ball, score the ball. And oftentimes, I think you could pin him as a little bit of a ball stopper, a little bit of a ball hog. He was so ridiculously efficient last year that you, you couldn't have any gripe with it because he was getting like 18 points per game on like 11 shots. I mean, he had multiple 9 of 11s, you know, uh, 10 of 12s where yeah. he's just so efficient getting to the rim. That said... Saeed Pridget has evolved. I think he's evolved and developed and grown more pleasantly than any player I can really think of mm. for the Grizz. He found a way to fit in and, quite frankly, be among the best players on the floor, even with a stacked roster the last two years. I mean, don't forget, Saeed Pridget was a first-team All-League player last year. Right. Saeed Pridget and Rory, not Michael Ogine, not Jamarico, not Bobby Moorhead. It was Saeed Pridget. On that team, but there was an element of when he got the ball, everybody else was just kind of standing around and watching because he's so hard to guard one-on-one. No doubt. But the way that he's evolved as a leader, as a facilitator, as a guy that can just – he not only is he averaging 19.6 points per game, but we see it consistently now in league play. He takes over when they need him the most he turns a four-point lead into a 12-point lead. Last night, he scored 15 out of 18 points to bookend the half. He scored eight straight at the end of the first half to help Montana really push the lead and have Weber absolutely on the ropes. They threw the knockout punch, knocked him over the ropes by scoring seven out of the first 10 of the second half, too. He, he turns it on when he absolutely needs to, but also his ability to read defenses has become absolutely elite. I mean, we talked to him about it. Weaver decided to go one-on-one with him. Okay, well, he's just feasted. He, he made 11 field goals last night, all against one-on-one coverage. But when teams decide to trap him or double him, he's also one of, if not the best passers in the entire league, with the exception of the guys who have the ball in their hands all the time. He can play the point on one position, the wing on the next possession, and the post on the next possession. His defense has gotten better. I just think that he is a phenomenal story of a guy who really had to bite the bullet and buy in for two years. He got his chance because of an injury with Jamar Coe last year to really be a go-to guy, but he still had to default from a leadership perspective to all the rest of those guys, and now that it's his team, I mean, he's he's honestly rapidly rising on all the records, and he, I mean, his reputation and his legacy as a Grizz has increased as much as anybody I've seen in this program. No question. I, I, I think, too, I don't know if I can make this analogy very well, but I'll try. If if you move someplace, someplace that's very different, whether it's a different country or just a different region of the country, maybe someplace. Once you get there, you spend some time and you're clearly a fish out of water. I mean, what happens when I go to New York City? People are like, oh, you're not from here. <laughs> How do you know? I mean, is it the flannel? I don't know. So you you, you sort of, you, you, and then over the course of time, you start to figure out the flow of life and the way things go and you kind of get it a little bit. And so now you have, you sort of integrate into the culture and into the place that you are and all that kind of stuff. 
but yet you're still not from there. You know what I mean? You're living there. You're kind of living that life. You get it all, but you're not really from there. And then at some point, once you are at a place long enough, I mean, this happens in Montana all the time. People not from Montana moving to Montana because they love it. And then over, and then all of a sudden they look up, they've been here 20 years and go, well, I guess I'm a Montanan now. You know, I guess that's, that's just what I am. That's how I identify myself Mm -hmm, is this. mm -hmm. Saeed Pridget coming to Missoula to play basketball in terms of him as in all of the things that go into playing basketball, going to the university of Montana, but, but, uh, 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 the on the floor stuff and the, the, uh, teammate, you know, off the floor roles that you have and everything like that felt like, and this is for a lot of guys. Of course you get there, you try and get used to it. You try and learn it. You try and figure it out. And then at some point you find your role. But then at some point, some guys ascend to a point where they actually just are that thing. You know, they're not they're not just a part of this that they've sort of worked their, their way into, but they are in fact creating the cultural identity, if you will, of a basketball team. And he is doing that now with this team this season. And I think that's really impressive because a lot of guys don't get to that place in it. I think the other reason why he's going to win the MVP is because everybody else in the league thinks he's the best player in the league. I mean, on this show, Ray Ray and Barrett Peary, Barrett Peary, Portland State's head coach, has said straight up he's the best player in the conference. Yeah. Danny Sprinkle said it after the Cat Grizz game, too. Yeah. So there's three guys that are probably going to vote for him if Montana wins the league. He's the best player on the best team, and he's also playing exceptionally well. Hey. One side note. Yeah. We mentioned the statistic that uh, the 37 points – Montana allowed last night was the lowest total in a conference game since 1976. Yeah. Thank you, Twitter, for this. Okay. This is uh, courtesy of Nick Halsey, by way of Nick Halsey Sports Information, Montana, by way of Jordan Hansen, who's covering uh, Grizz basketball for the Missoulian. This is a news clipping. So Montana, when they gave up 25 points in 1976, the lowest conference total in program history, they lost. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm going to read this. Uh, this this AP thing is only three blurbs. This is okay. hilarious. All right. Idaho State guard Eddie Thompson sank two free throws as time expired to give the Bengals a 25-23 win over the Montana Grizzlies in a bizarre Big Sky basketball game in Idaho Falls on Friday night. Thompson's shot on a foul at the buzzer came after Tim Staubaugh had fired a 17-foot basket with five seconds remaining, and the score still tied at 23. Grizzlies put the ball in deep freeze throughout the entire game even though they trailed for most of the time. In a stretch of nearly 12 minutes in the second half, Montana took one shot, a 16-foot make by Michael R. Richardson, which he hit with one minute and 54 seconds remaining. So the Grizz lost wow. a game that they got 25 in, in a, points. Obviously, pre-shot clock era, they decided we're going to sit on this thing. I mean, I, how mad would you be if you went to that game? Pretty mad. Just organized keep away. It's two tell the one is one of two nine ESPN radio. We'll take a break on the other side. Rob Johnson, former Seattle Mariner, uh, as well as Padre, as well as uh, St. Louis Cardinal, but most of his MLB career with the Mariners was a 41st and then an 18th and then a fourth round draft pick. That's right. It was drafted three different times in major league baseball. He's from Butte, Montana. So we'll talk with Rob Johnson. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. 
That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. We head now to the Ragged Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in a uh, longtime Major League Baseball catcher who played with a number of franchises, primarily the Seattle Mariners. But who cares about all that because he's a Butte High, Butte Central High grad. That's the most important thing. Rob Johnson joining us. Rob, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well, Ryan. How are y'all doing? I, well, we're I'm, doing. Uh, I'm certainly happy. Happy to be online. Well, we're happy to have you here. We appreciate you taking the time out very much. I understand you make your home in Austin, Texas now. You've been there for a number of years coaching baseball, and so that's fantastic. But it all started for you in uh, in Montana, right, going uh, to uh, Butte Central and being a Butte guy. This is so interesting because for all the sports that, that get played in Montana, baseball sometimes goes under the radar, doesn't even exist in the high schools here. What was it like for you playing baseball, being a great baseball player in the state of Montana? Yeah, you know, uh, I've, I've lived here in, in Texas now for, you know, nine, ten years. Um, you know, it's really interesting because places like Texas, big states, California, Florida, um, man, sports are, are a big deal, but kids tend to only play one sport, maybe two. And so growing up, growing up in Montana, I talk about it all the time, how awesome it was to be able to play football and basketball and track. And I did golf my freshman, sophomore year and then play baseball in the summer. And so uh, for me, it was, it was really kind of a relief. And then, you know, you start talking to college coaches in, in the job that I have now. And, uh, man, they really like multi-sport athletes and, uh, it's kind of going away. And so to me, I feel like I was really, really fortunate just to, to play all the sports, but, you know, baseball is one of those games. I just loved it. You know, I had, I had some offers in, in different sports to, uh, from some universities and, um, and I just wanted to pursue baseball. And so I ended up walking on to a junior college instead of uh, taking a scholarship. So, my experience was awesome. I had great coaches, great teammates. Obviously, everybody in Montana, you know, pretty much everybody in town. So it's always supportive. And, um, you know, my, my time was great playing growing up there. And, and like you said, you, after high school, you decided to walk on. You went to Saddleback Community College. What was it about Saddleback specifically with it, that got that connection for you? How'd you get lined up with them? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting and, and long story. I'll try to definitely keep it short. But there was, you know, I went to one camp. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll scoot back a little bit. <laughs> Montana, I, I don't know if they do anymore, but our state tournament was in Lethbridge, Canada. Which right. Is interesting. Yes. In and of itself. Um, and there was one scout up there, and he gave me this pamphlet, man, you should try going to one of these camps. And so I saved up money. I worked, um, and I went down to a camp in Arizona. I met the guy that was working with the catchers. Uh, there was nine catchers there. I can still see it clear as a bell, and I was by far the worst, not even close <laughs> uh, to anybody. And I met this guy who'd have to be playing AAA baseball. And so over you know, about nine-month period, um, I would stay in contact with him. 
uh, weekly and I would pay him a fee and he would send me video of himself, like how to do it. And then I, me and my dad would go up to the, the gym and we'd work on it and then he'd get, you know, film me, we'd send it back and forth, back and forth. Well, he ended up playing at this junior college. And so when I, <clears throat> before I actually went and visited the college, I, I made a trip down to California and I worked with him for about a week and he's like, all right, man, I think you're ready. And so we went and introduced, you know, I introduced myself to the head coach and, and, uh, you know, he was a, he was a big piece on, on, on being able to even get on that, on that team and in that college. So, uh, then the rest, you know, just kind of took off from there. Well, uh, that's, so, that's so interesting. Yes. The mighty Lethbridge Elks, if I'm uh, not mistaken, right up there in, uh, in, 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 in <laughs> uh, right. Alberta. So very good. Well, and this is what's so one thing that's so interesting to me, uh, Rob, is that in baseball, you can get drafted like multiple times. Like you could be in there initially and then you keep going to college, you get drafted again. And you were drafted like three different times, right? Throughout that is correct. the yeah. course of, of your, you know, height or, or Saddleback and then University of Houston days. And you went from the 41st round the first time to the fourth round by the Seattle Mariners in 2004. What was that like for those three years to see your stock rising up to a point where you're a high round draft pick? Yeah, well, you know, it kind of goes back to the the the, the, the ideology of, of, of playing a ton of different sports um, in Montana. You know, I think that it made me really versatile, um, but it didn't really make me um, skill specific. Um, and, and baseball is such a you know skill specific. And so over the you know the next three years, being around people that you know eat, sleep, and breathe baseball. Um, you know, with the development of me as a player, I think I was athletic, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have some of the, uh, some of the tools that I needed in order to grow as a baseball player. And so being, um, around those guys continuously and, and around the other athletes, um, to help grow as a player was a big deal. And I think over the course of those years, um, you know, I just, it, it started to refine more, um, if that makes sense. And so, uh, it, it was, it was awesome. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, the first year I was drafted, it was back then when they had draft and follow and I was super excited. I was like, Holy smokes. And I had a pretty good year my second year and I got called in earlier rounds and I, and I told them that I would not sign. Um, and then they ended up drafting me trying to sign me again as another draft and follow. And then the, the coolest thing was actually having my dad. And this was back when they didn't have it live or anything. And me and my dad were sitting down in my car- apartment complex in Houston listening to the draft and they called my name in a pretty high round and um uh, it was really neat and 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 uh i'll cherish that that forever just you know me and my dad just hanging out listening to the mlb draft see if i get picked it was pretty cool what a moment man with you and your dad just sit just sitting there were you listening like on the radio or on the internet or something like that or how? yes yeah exactly we were on the internet in the uh in the actually business center of the right. apartment complex and so you know obviously they yelled my name my dad and i are hooting and hollering and you know they're trying to make a sale on an apartment so it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty funny that's amazing rob johnson <laughs> joining us a uh, long time major league baseball catcher from uh, butte america uh here one reason rob we wanted to do this right now is because pitchers and catchers have just reported to uh spring training in uh in major league baseball and i I'm always wondering, what is it that the pitchers and catchers are up to? I mean, I guess on one hand, it seems pretty obvious, right, throwing. But, uh, you know, when you get there with just that group before everybody else descends upon spring training or whatever it, is, it might be, what what is that space like? 
yeah, I mean, for the for the pitchers, um, you know, it's 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 really great. You know, they 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 start getting a little bit lengthened out. Um, you know, you get on a pitching regimen, you you throw a ton of bullpens. Um, so it's really actually really good away from the position players where they can just focus on their craft for you know about a week and kind of get in the swing of things. They need to get there a little bit earlier because then the games start. Uh, for catchers, uh, transparently, it's brutal because there's like <laughs> 70 pitchers and five catchers. And so you're right. catching bullpens for like five hours straight. It's, it's yeah. And then, uh, there, then, and then, and then at the end of catching bullpens, they say, Oh, you guys want to hit and, and nobody can hit the ball at the infield because your legs are like jello. So it's just awesome for catchers. I mean, I just can't <laughs> even not, go ahead. It's not quite that bad, but, uh, but, but. Spring training uh, for catchers, uh, for, for anybody that, that uh, has been in that situation, it's grueling, man. I mean, there's lots of ice tubs after after a, a day for a catcher in spring training, for sure. Uh, I want to get to a couple things in your professional career. First of all, the fact that you just mashed Ben Sheets all day long. I mean, just had his number. Quarter of your career homers off of Ben Sheets, including 2010 <laughs> opening day. What do you remember about that? I mean, how great to hit an opening day home run, right? It was cool, man. I'll never forget that. You know, I'd worked that that off season with a guy by the name of Paul Canerco, who's a Chicago White Sox guy, Hall of Fame guy. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, man, we worked and we worked and we worked, and um, you know, to swing and and hit a ball like that in your first at bat was was really really exciting. Um, what was even more exciting about it was that was the year that I ended up having my hip surgeries the year before. In November, I had double hip surgery, and mm. so I didn't get very many at bats in spring training. Um, uh, and uh, I, I was obviously working on my swing, but I didn't get a lot of live at bats because they didn't want me to run quite yet. And so I think that was probably my 15th or 16th at bat, um, live, actually live at bat. And so to do it on opening day what um, was pretty neat. I think that's the first time I've ever been on the leaderboard for, for home runs in MLB, so <laughs> right. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Rob, last, uh, last thing I just wanted to kind of touch on here, a lot of guys who grow up and end up going into professional sports or whatever sometimes come from the urban centers or higher dense uh, populations and are playing with guys who are, you know, also a high level, you know, competition and so forth for you coming from Butte. I mean, there's not many professional athletes period from Montana and especially baseball players. When you make it to the show and you are, you know, playing major league baseball, it was, what was that like? Was that sort of an entry into a whole nother dimension? You know what? The, uh, I'll be honest with you. Montana to Southern California was a huge, huge reality check for me. And then going to Southern California, you know, like you're in Mission Viejo, Laguna Beach, Newport Beach, and then you're going to inner city Houston. Like (laughs) that was another huge adjustment, you know, and like these three opposite spectrums. Right. Seattle's so much more like Butte than Butte is like, uh, like inner city Houston. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then, you know, you get into professional baseball and I guess like for me growing up, I didn't realize there was that many Latino players. Um, And so then you have that culture and then, um, so you got all these different cultures that are mixed, right? And um, it was it was it was good for me to have those type of experiences in college, um, just to kind of get used to it. Because there can be there can be shell shock, you know. You see kids come from 
um, different areas of the country and they know, know nothing different, especially if they're just high school kids and they kind of get in there and you can tell they're like, whoa, what's going on? You know, and it's a little uncomfortable and there's some transition time, but man, I embraced, I love learning about other cultures. Um, I loved, um, you know, the camaraderie with the guys. I love the, the locker room banter um, and, and just being able to compete um, on a level that is is really 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 high and mistakes are very 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 minimal and um, to be around some of the best players um, that have ever played the game and guys like King Griffey and and uh, and and Ichiro Suzuki and even like guys like Matt Adam Wainwright and Chris Carpenter with the Cardinals and you know all these guys and just to see how they function how they go about their their day-to-day work um, and their preparation um, in order to play at that level and, and stay at that level. So um, really competing at that, at that level is, is, uh, is the biggest thing that I miss. Like, man, you're playing against the best in the world. And uh, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty humbling uh, opportunity to say that you're, you know, you're in that crowd with them. You know, and along those lines, you caught among many others, Felix Hernandez, right? And, and that's yeah. er, early in his career, but this was a guy who was, I mean, I remember Felix, you know, as a, like a 19 year old kid, just slinging it. What, did you know right away? Wow. This guy, he's, he's different. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So amongst baseball players, there's, there's about 5% of, of guys that you're just like, man, how did they get to the big leagues? They just work harder or smarter than everybody. And then there's about 90% of us that are just pretty normal. And then there's the 5% that are just freak shows, like better than everybody. And he would fall in that category. Like he doesn't even know what he does. He just gets up there and chunks it and it's nasty and hard and moves a lot. Well, that's like me, but it has nothing to do with my baseball. You know, that's uh, <laughs> you described maybe my physical state. Rob, hey, thanks so much for being with us, man. We really appreciate it. It's been fun to, to talk with you, catch up with you, and we wish you the best down in Austin and, and continuing uh, coaching baseball down there, all right? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Every day is a Tuesday? No. Tuesday is my day that I can actually do some stuff. By the way, speaking of Tuesday, I said earlier the Grizz play on a Tuesday. I said the last game of the regular season was at home on a Tuesday. It is not. It is a Thursday. It is March 5th. The reason, though, and I I second-guessed myself, but I I, the reason I said that on the radio, we have our season tickets, you know, that we give away and so forth. And I looked at the, the 
the next tickets because after tomorrow, that's the last home games home game for the for the men until the last weekend of the season. It says Tuesday on the ticket. I showed you, did I not? Tuesday, March fifth. It says, but it's not a Tuesday. It's a Thursday. By the way, the women, the Lady Grizz, play on the Wednesday and Friday. That is confirmed. Uh, because they get done early so that because their tournament starts early the next week in Boise. So there you go. Sutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the show today, check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. You can listen all the time. And it is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Just check out the Sutel Nuwana's podcast. Of course, listen to the Grizz Greats. Coaching Tree Podcast as well. Wherever you get your podcast, you search Grizz Grace, you can go listen to that. It's Friday. We like to have a little fun around here. Are you ready for this two-minute mashup? Who do you think? Am I going to get raked over the coals, or are you? Oh, it's always me. Well, I sure hope that that, 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 that uh, continues to be the case. Here you go, boys and girls. Friday, what happened in the week? Here you go in two minutes. It's the ultimate, we only care about ourselves. Oh, Montana. Ken Palm had him at 41% of games decided by four pointers or less. The highest percentage in the entire country. That's huge. Basically, don't care. Montana Grizzlies got an 82-70 win. Oh, wow. You ever seen the one with the dog? Montana has the feeling of a really, really special team because they're the type of team that they can win even when they don't play well. They can win even when certain players don't play well. Or they can win even when certain players... It's not even It's not even as if Fallon Frigi didn't play well this weekend. Like Against Eastern, they didn't even need her. They only played yeah. her for about 20 minutes. They really took some minutes off of her. To me, she's going to be the MVP of the league if they continue to roll. And statistics throw them out the window. It doesn't matter. She's not going to be one of the top five leading scorers. They're just so balanced. She's going to be the MVP. She's the, Montana's defense, their defensive strategy, a lot of the principles remain the same. But their strategy has shifted toward not giving any extra attention at all. Brandon Casey joining us, the offensive lineman from Sandpoint, Idaho, will be coming to the University of Montana to uh, play football for the Grizzlies. I love Missoula. I love the big high schools. Montana was obviously my favorite. Yeah, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Shout out. The Ordinators, good for you. Basically, don't care. If you'd like to give me a, a facial, I would take that. Toughen up. That's it. Disappears from all of our lives forever. Wonderful. I don't think that you can really get more embarrassed than Montana did in 2013 by Syracuse. Yeah. Who cares? To get ready for the NCAA tournament, you have to play at a neutral site tournament. It's just not going to happen, and maybe it gets weird on a road trip. All the time, I live outside my own mind. Nothing. There you go again, channeling your inner Craig Johnson. Jarek Harding, though, is the everybody know that it knows that it's going to him best score in the Big Sky Conference, period. But he played an okay game. Is there anybody else who's got this many freshmen going for him? I don't think so. Discipline is one of the number one tenets of their entire program. I'm going to say something that's going to make a lot of people in Western Montana, you know, who, who follow this stuff, you know, mad at me, and that's okay. It's such great American history. It's yeah. so good. Like, I don't know that anybody finds Snoop Dogg shocking anymore. I mean, he's doing shows with Martha Stewart. You know what I'm saying? I gave my sixth grade girlfriend a card and flowers. There's no way that's going to go that well. And she said no. She's horrified by what's transpiring in this very <laughs> moment. I can't wait to just move on with my life. I've never seen it before in a body like his. Just get me out of here. I cannot wait to leave. We still don't know what was going on, what a deal that is. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, Ma. Excellent. Excellent work. Love the two-minute match. Thanks for the laughs, Graf. Needed it. Uh, Colter, last couple minutes here of the week. Uh, We should just briefly scour over the NBA, should we not? NBA All-Star Weekend is uh, in Chicago 
Again, the NBA All-Star Game, Sunday night, right here on ESPN Radio. All-Star Saturday night, all the dunk contests, the three-point contests, all that on Saturday right here. And then the Rising Stars Challenge coming up in an hour from now at 7 o'clock here on ESPN Radio. Damian Lillard injured his groin in the last game of the regular season, will not be playing in this game. You think you're, I mean, that's disappointing, isn't it? I mean, I'd rather have Lillard continue to drop 50 in regular season games than play in the All-Star game. Not disappointing, 100%. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying disappointing as a fan to not be able to watch him. I'm saying if you're a guy, you've had the great first half that yeah. he's had. And Was, this, I mean, but is he actually hurt? Well, hard That's to know. the thing. I mean, and there's a lot of... Like guys pulled their groin the week before the All Star game. No, I mean that this that was obviously more than just like I didn't I didn't see it. Did he actually like he definitely did. I mean it? he tweaked it he tweaked it and went out of the game and would, did not return. I mean he definitely was injured, but he did claim that he would not be playing in this game as a matter of a medical self evaluation, which he gave himself to the media in the post game. So okay, it's fair enough. Uh, I look forward to this game. Who's going to be the MVP of the All-Star game? Anthony Davis? Giannis? I don't know. Is there any Chicago Bull on this team? I don't think so. It's kind of disappointing. My nephew loves this song. Does it matter that it's not Tuesday? Just like the Grizz game? not happening. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, David Graff. Boys and girls, enjoy the weekend. See you on Monday. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.